This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Our national debt now stands at about $32 trillion. How did we get here? Whose fault is it? Republicans? Democrats? Well, the answer is yes. Both parties are at fault for different reasons. Republicans come to this floor and will come to this floor today saying, we need unlimited military spending. And Democrats will come to this floor and say, we need unlimited welfare spending. And guess what happens? They compromise. People say Washington doesn't compromise. They compromise all of the time. That's what this debt deal, debt deal that's before us is, is compromise. But the compromise is always to spend more money. How do we know that? The debt deal that's been crafted by Biden and McCarthy is an unlimited increase in the debt ceiling. See, historically, when we raise the debt ceiling, it would be $100 billion or $200 billion or, God forbid, a trillion dollars. It was a dollar amount. This debt ceiling will go up till January 2025. How many dollars will be borrowed? As many as they can possibly shovel out the door. It will be how much money can you shovel out the door until January 2025? That's how much we will spend. Is there a dollar amount? No. How much can you shovel it out and how fast can you shovel it out? There will be no restraint from this debt deal. There is a pretense. There is a playing around the edges as if, oh, there might be a cut here or there might be a cut there. There are no cuts. Why? Two-thirds of your spending is entitlement spending. The on-budget entitlement spending is Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, and other programs. They are called mandatory and no one ever looks at them. They go on in perpetuity. This is what drives the deficit. Who took them off the table? How come there's no discussion of this? Actually, Republicans took them off the table because they fear being criticized by the Democrats. It's being used in the presidential campaign. Let's not talk about the entitlements, but that's two-thirds of what gets spent every year. So if you don't talk about the entitlements, if you don't talk about mandatory spending, you're frankly not a serious... No, I don't. I really think that it's a vote that gets down to a bottom-line question. Do we want to default on America's national debt for the first time in our history? Do we want to put into question the stability and future of our U.S. currency, the dollar? Do we want to endanger families and businesses who can see interest rates really start hurting and their savings start diminishing? All the answer to all those is an obvious no. And if that's the case, you have to vote a bottom line, as far as I'm concerned, to pass this measure. Do I like all of it? No. But that's the nature of Congress and the nature of a compromise. A lot of senators on both sides of the aisle very upset about the process, upset, too, about what is in the bill, what may not be in the bill in some cases. Senator Kane, your colleague from Virginia, is very upset about the inclusion of a pipeline that is a pet project of Democratic Senator Joe Manchin's, a pipeline that would go from West Virginia, Manchin State, into Kane State, Virginia. Why do you think the White House blindsided Kane with that? 
I don't know the answer to that. And I can tell you, Tim Kaine is one of our best. And Joe Manchin is a friend. And they feel very strongly about this issue, and they're on opposite sides. In the mumble type. Oh, we haven't gotten to the we haven't gotten to the punchline yet. Okay, we'll come back to the punch here. I'm jumping the I'm jumping the. Uh, let's go ahead and play. I got to get to the punchline. Let's go ahead and, and play it. I jumped ahead, folks. Let's go ahead and play it. A tough moment for the Senate Democratic Caucus as to how this is going to work out. I don't know how it got in the bill, but at this point, I think passage of the bill and avoiding default is the major uh, challenge that we face. Do you think the White House handled that poorly, considering that it normally has I, such I a positive relationship with Senator Kane? The White House has a positive relation with Tim Kaine for sure, and also with Joe Manchin on the Inflation Reduction Act, which did so much to move us forward. So uh, I, I don't know the details on who was notified and who should have been notified. We're going to face a tough vote uh, with two of our friends that we value in the caucus on opposite sides. So do you think that the White House should have more seriously considered the 14th Amendment as an authority for raising the debt ceiling. This is something that your Democratic Senator, uh, Dem Democratic colleague Senator Blumenthal urged earlier today. Here's the problem that I saw. If this went into the courts, there is no guarantee that there would be a timely decision, enough time for us to avoid defaulting on our debt. I happen to think there's a good argument about Section 4 of uh, Article 14, and we should make that argument. Perhaps now uh, we can find a way to bring it before the court. But ultimately, that decision is going to be made by a Supreme Court, which is not predictable on a subject like this. So to have the fate of the American economy hanging in the balance of a long court process or an uncertain Supreme Court decision and then dump back in our laps is something I didn't want to see happen. It was bad timing. But how worried are you that this is just going to become the norm whenever this needs to be raised? Well, that's why the, the starting point in this negotiation, which Speaker McCarthy insisted on, was that we would postpone facing this again at least until the end of next year. And that, to me, is a promise uh, that uh, really con convinced a lot of us that we can move forward and not have this hanging over our heads. All right, Senator Durbin, thank you. Okay, welcome. 202-224-3121. Uh, they might have shut down the switchboard for the night. We're, the Senate floor is right there. It's quiet. Uh, it's supposed to be this big debate. We're going to get all the details about exactly how this is moving through. We already know that a group of uh, neocons are going to press hard on increases to the defense budget, although I think it's locked in at 800, the second year, $890 billion. That also doesn't include everything that's actually spent on defense because um, it, it'll take it up to over a trillion. Remember, all the nuclear weapons were all over the Department of Energy. Uh, and there's a lot more that are kind of doesn't include any of the, the intelligence apparatus, doesn't include any of it. So when you add all of the national security, it's well over a trillion dollars. Uh, and of course, they need more money for Ukraine. They're pretty open about the more money for Ukraine. Um, there is so much going on right now. And I want to thank you. I actually, and everything we're going on, I missed it. Actually, Dan Bishop, our guy, Dan Bishop, actually said this yesterday on Fox. I want to appreciate people sent it to me. They hadn't really noticed it or it hadn't been a big deal until. Uh, Durbin said it right there, the buried lead that Kevin McCarthy um, demanded. It was Kevin McCarthy insisted. And then we heard from Eli Crane, who called in. Congressman Clay Crane, back in his district in Arizona, are heading towards getting off the plane from D.C. in the Phoenix Metroplex. And uh, he calls in and says, yeah, McCarthy said that at the conference. He insisted. And why did he insist? Because he said he insisted because our party will be weaker in uh in may of 2024 now how would that be weaker 
How would that be weaker? Let me let me think about that for a second. How would it be weaker? Oh, yeah, that's the end of the primaries when Donald Trump's going to sweep the victory. That's what he means. That's what he means. Well, if, if that's not what he means to explain, how's the party possibly going to be weaker? How's it possibly going to be weaker? We'd actually have more leverage. Biden would have another disastrous year in the economy. You'd blow through the cap, right? And you'd be back at the table with all the leverage. Remember, the American people, the numbers here were the the most shocking numbers, I think, this city has seen on any topic, even more than the transgender, and we're seeing two-thirds, 70, 75%. This was CNN and other polling that uh, confirmed Harry Enton, the pollster CNN. Six zero, sixty 60% of the American people, all the American people, agreed that um, increases to the budget can only come with significant spending uh, decreases. 15% in the poll said, you know, we just ought to put it, we just ought to default because we're bankrupt anyway and we're just kidding ourselves. So 75% of the American people said either default and figure out something else or, you know, and, and challenge them, call their bluff, or uh, just big cuts if you're going to increase the debt ceiling. 75%. That shocked the city, including 45% of the Democrats. And remember, all they're getting is the mainstream media. All they're getting is relentless avalanche of, oh my God, they're cutting things, it's crisis, the crisis has got to be June 1st, no, June 2nd, it's got to be, it's got to be May 5th, it's going to be, it's all over, you're not going to get your, you're not going to get your social security payment, your veterans are going to be put out in the street, it's the, it's the end of days, it is the end of days. All lies and misrepresentation. The American people being bombarded with that, still sitting there going, yeah, okay, I hear you, I got that, but if you're going to increase it, you got to cut spending. I hear you, but you got to cut spending. And that the system can't work like that. So McCarthy went in and basically said his opening bid, he insisted. Remember Durbin's word, he insisted. He insisted. Let me repeat that. He insisted. And now we know for me, like Crane, told the conference that he had done it. That he had done it. And the reason is his logic was that the party will be weaker. Will be weaker a year from now. Let me let me think about that. Let me scratch my head. Let me think about that for a second. We'll be weaker a year from now. What year? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the end of the primary. That's right. Donald Trump will have blown up. I don't know. By that time, they'll have 20 Keebler L's would have come and thing. And, of course, it's that Chris Sununu will be in there. And, they you know, Brian Kemp. And you're going to get Young. Can you get them all? Everybody's going to get a turn in the barrel. Everybody will get in a turn in the barrel. They're all going to get a turn. All of them. Because the money... The money is looking for an answer to Trump. The big money is, and that's why you can't take any of the stuff at face value that you're seeing with these candidates, some very well-intentioned by these policies, because it's all the money in back of them that want the system. What, what does the money want? They want exactly what happened here the last couple of days. What, what, is, what are Wall Street and the tech world? They want exactly what happened. The defense contractors, big pharma, they want exactly what happened. They don't care if you go to 37 trillion. They don't care if you go to 40 trillion. They don't care if you go. You're paying the price. It's your wages that have not increased since 1970, real wages, right? You're the schmendrick. You're the sucker. You're the one that's, uh, that's uh, you're paying the tab, either your pension funds and or through taxes, right? Paying to destroy your, your now that your donations to your political party. So you get your donation to your political party, your taxes, and the private, you know, the your, your uh, pension funds and your insurance company money funding the private equity that's shipping all the jobs over and doing the AI and, 
and basically partnering partnering with uh, with uh, the CCP. You know, Jamie Dimon, Bill Ackman, Bill Ackman, the great patriot, Bill Ackman, one of the most destructive guys in this country. Excuse me, creative destruction, a Wall Street guy, a, a know-it-all hedge fund guy. He puts up yesterday on his Twitter. He just thought of something. He had a had a moment of inspiration, a moment of just this burning. These are these blinding insights that people pay uh, that that your pension money for the teachers and the firemen and all of it, the state pension workers in California, Oregon, Florida, but California, Oregon being the two hot ones that 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 you pay two and twenty. You pay two percent management fee and twenty twenty percent of the ups. Oh, by the way, it's all ca- account this capital gains, right? Because of carried interest, they don't get taxed really. They don't get taxed the real way. They got that little tiny, real just a tiny little wrinkle to that. The game is totally rigged, and you're the sucker. And now you find out that your political donations and you're ringing their doorbells and being a good soldier. That oh, they wanted the one time you got a tiny bit of leverage and you fought and you got ten seats and you got a five seat majority and you came back. They screwed you in the omnibus, but you came back and you t- stood strong in the first week of January. And all of Fox News, Levin, all I'm telling you, chaos and you're you're it's, it's terrible and it's all going to fall apart. But you've hung out there and you've got it. And they got these great elements and these great procedural elements and all this. and gave you some more leverage. And finally, we kept on the debt ceiling, the debt ceiling, the debt ceiling. That's your leverage. And you got them and you're choking them down. I say, we got them. And they even you even come. They say you couldn't get a bill because you guys are all you guys are legislative terrorists. That's what you are. You're legislative terrorists. You're you're you're. This is ultra MAGA extremists. Ultra MAGA extremists can never get a bill. Guess what? We got a bill. Did you love the bill? No, you did not love the bill. Didn't think it did enough. There's a little too much happy talk, happy clappy, lots of pla- happy clappy in there, but it had a cap of one point five trillion and it had a duration of one year whatever came first, and they would have to come back. And once they came back, you had them. You had them. And what does McCarthy do? McCarthy, first thing, opening bid. When you're negotiating with killers like Hakeem Jeffries and these guys, these are, these are political assassins. Did you see him? He owned McCarthy. That was humiliating. McCarthy has to run over from the, from the table, the whip table, he has to go over and get Hakeem Jeffries at the end of the rule where it's not going to get voted out. You got 30. You had that, we had the 20. Now we got 10 more. Because as we said on the show today, you vote against the rule. is like voting against the speaker. That's up in your grill. And this is after they changed the deal from January. Remember, I remember quite distinctly, it's supposed to be unanimous. They tell me, well, that may be not what they finally agreed to. Okay, I got it. So Tom Massey got jiggy on that. Right, he got jiggy, and you know, he says his engineering side came out of his book side. I have no idea what that means. He's quite idiosyncratic, but it is what it is. But they couldn't get even with that. That was a committee. They couldn't get it off thing until Hakeem Jeffries came and 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 saved him, and and, uh, and they cut the deal where they're going to get the you know they're going to get the uh, the the small things in the in the in the district, the cash. And of course, McCarthy sits there, and the reporters ask him, "Hey, but just saw you talking. Was there any? Did you have to make a deal?" Did you have to make a compromise? You have to. It looks from right now. No, there was no deal. No deal. There was no deal. Uh, hmm. Upon further review, that's a bald-faced lie. Of which, Hakeem Jeffries and his team, because did I mention their political assassins? I mean, you're sending boys up against men. Hakeem Jeffries' people are men. You're not sending Graves and the little guy with the bow tie and 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 uh, McCarthy. These guys are political assassins. I think he, Hakeem Jeffries traded by like Meade Esposito. 
these are <laughs> meet us was president trump tell you million stories about him meet esposito these, this is they run the, the biggest city in the world and they run it the way they want to run it and everything is a negotiation and trust me they ain't doing anybody any favors everything comes at a price and it came at a price yesterday to even get it off the floor and why would but still why would he do it because it was kind of tip money, but he got something for it. Got a little something for the, you know, give me a little something for the action. A little something for the effort. You say, give me a little something for the effort. Because it's a Democrat bill. Democrat bill. It's a Democrat bill. They can't, that's why I said today, and I put up on Getter, the story in Politico. T- tell the 149, if you're in the district, take that political article. Don't take, it's not Breitbart. It's not Gateway Pundit. It's not Citizens Free Press. It's not Rakeem Kassam and the great team over National Pulse. This is Politico. They got it right there. They got everything they wanted. They're trying to hold back the glee because they don't want to mess up to actually get it signed and funded. They're belly laughing because they got it. Of course, they got everything. It's obvious anybody's sophisticated. This is, it's totally obvious. But now to know the opening of it. So what happens when you go over to the White House and McCarthy goes over and he offers uh, that uh, his, he's going to take, they passed a bill. We have a bill that's given him a lift to the death penalty. Remember, we gave him a bill, $1.5 trillion in one year, that we offer up. That In fact, we insist. If Durbin's words were very precise. He insisted. He insisted that it be two-year, no cap. The 149 will never be able to That is indelible. You can take the wire. You can scrub with the wire brush. That will never come off. You're condemned forever to live with that vote. And now it's up to constituents. They're afraid to go home. You know this, right? They've sold the deal inside the thing. They've got all the, the lobbyists, everybody's talking. They're doing all this. They're, uh, you know, they're all this. But they understand the peasants with the pitchforks. They ain't happy. Because you know why? They're not stupid. In fact, they're quite intelligent. In fact, if you gave me McCarthy's leadership team, I, here's what I would tell you. I, I tell you. Here's what I would do. As an honors graduate of the Harvard Business School and uh, a, a, uh, an associate and VP in the M&A department of Goldman Sachs Elite Elite, here, here's what I would tell you. If you gave me McCarthy's entire leadership team, entire leadership team to negotiate this, and let's say there's eight, you know, they've got the top three, but a couple more. Let's say they've got a half a dozen. Or the first six folks in red MAGA ball caps that came to any one of the events. In fact, if President Trump, I think, Boris Gontes has had five or six events, just give me the first person in of all five events. I'll take those five. You give me McCarthy's, and let me send them to the White House. I guarantee you everything that they will get you a better deal. They will get you a meaningful deal. They will get you a deal that puts the country first, puts future generations first, not themselves. Kevin McCarthy said at the conference, we now know this from Eli Crane, he said, we, we, we're going to be in a weaker position in a year from now. Well, what's going to change it? We have all the leverage. Oh, oh, that's right. Trump will have won the primary. That's what he meant. That's what he was saying. And that's what he's saying to us. That was 149. They're all, they all hate Trump. A couple of them that don't, but they just don't understand that they're playing for the side that hates Trump. Hates Trump. And now it's obvious. Boris Epstein, you've actually got some polling that shows that that's going to be inevitable, at least what the numbers show, that come next May, Kevin McCarthy's right. The, the, the Uniparty would be weaker because Donald Trump would once again have taken 
This time, I think it's the 20 Keebler elves and, and, and slay them all. Boris, can you walk us through your math, sir? Steve, honored to be with you, honored to be with a posse. And before I do that, I just want to confirm something. So you went to Harvard, right? <laughs> Did I drop that? Did that come out? I just I wasn't I wasn't sure. You know, I I, I, said, I, know, I also I also I also I also went to Georgetown. I also went to Georgetown, but I found out who else went there. Not mentioning you were Cortez, <laughs> when I found out who else went there, I I, I kinda I think I'd taken off taken off my resume. But you I asked, digress. Did you ask for a refund? <laughs> well, Steve, great to be with you. It's a hey, dude, hold on. Stop, 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 stop. It's a Catholic school run by the Jesuits, dude. There are no refunds. Okay. You don't even ask. There are no refunds. There's no, there's no refunds. No and refunds. unfortunately, there's no endowment either. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a sad situation. No, no duo. Uh, Steve, great to be with you. It's a big day. President Trump dominating in Iowa. Six events all over Iowa, uh, interacting with uh, with the audience, interacting with the voters. A ton of you know hit, d typical Trump authenticity, right? Direct to the voter. And here's here's where it's coming out. The key polling, Stephen. People love the the overarching national poll. We'll talk about about them here in a minute. But if you look at the polling on the issues. If you look at the polling on the issues, that's really where President Trump is separating himself from, as you call them, the Keebler elves. So here first, and thanks so much, Memphis. This first poll, this is morning consult, morning consult. And this this is from this week, the polling on the key issues after the Florida governor's announcement, I guess we call it that, or you know, the Hindenburg of uh, presidential rollouts uh, from last week. President Trump on the economy at 71, Florida governor 19, a delta of 52. You do not need an HBS Howard Business degree to recognize that that is an insurmountable lead. On immigration, President Trump 70, the Florida governor 20. Foreign policy, 69, 20. Protecting Medicare and Social Security, 60 to 25. These are huge differences. Absolutely huge, uh, dominating splits. And what they show is that the American people, and of course, especially the MAGA movement, the Republican Party, have decided that, that on the issues that matter to them, and the bottom line, it, it usually boils down to the economy, President Trump is the one they want back in office as soon as humanly possible. And the interesting thing, Steve, is that these polls, they they resemble themselves across not just the national sample. This is national. Now let's go to the next slide, which is the state-by-state. State. Beautiful job, Memphis. Hold, 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 hold. Hang, hang, hang on. Hold, hold, hold. I can keep you through the break, too, right? Because I, I kind of went on a roll there at the beginning. Let's go. I want to go back to that. Here's what's interesting. Is it the fact, because President Trump's, um, and this is why I love, what the campaign's doing or the folks around him are doing these policy videos. And quite frankly, they, he's had some very powerful ones in the last couple of days, but as I said, we can't get to him. Just like John Solomon's got some incredible breaking news on the J six situation of, of stuff. He's done We can't get to that either because we're very focused on this debacle with the debt ceiling. But when I see those numbers, if Denver could put that back, or excuse me, Memphis, could we just go and put that the first slide back up here for a second? President Trump's, because those numbers are like jaw-dropping numbers, right, Boris, when, when yes. there's that kind of spread. Is it a fact that President Trump, and this is what the beauty, this also puts the lie to the head. mainstream media. That, 
Yeah, yeah, but the, my point is about Trump. Oh, he's got no policies. A cult of personality. This is just a, they like his tweets or like his true socials, and they like he's calling people names and all that stuff. Actually, once again, the mainstream media either doesn't get or both doesn't get it and don't want to tell the truth. People understand that he's got a couple of you know a half a dozen to a dozen key policy areas that he is very definitive in the action he's taken and the way he approaches the world. And people understand that, and they're comfortable with it. They like it, right? They support it. Is it the fact here that, that DeSantis is still too unformed in policy, or do you think it's messaging? Or do you think the American people say, hey, look, we like this guy as a governor, but we don't know where he's on national security. We don't really know where he is on the economy. And we've seen the, the fight he's fighting against Disney's other corporations where it's pretty well defined, but on these other issues, we haven't seen it. So we can't make the determination. What, what are your thoughts on that? Steve, I think it's all of the above. I think it's messaging, but it's also policy. And the Florida governor has been all over the place. You know, is he for business? Is he for jobs? Or is he, you know, for attacking Disney to the point where they're pulling out and, and costing uh, Florida a billion dollars and, and thousands of jobs? You know, his messaging on COVID has been all over the place. This is somebody who was aggressively pushing uh, mandates, vaccines, and pushing shutdowns in his own state. Now he says now he says he won't. I think w- what it comes down to is that the voters, especially the Republican MAGA voters, who are not going to be fooled by politicians, what they're seeing in the Florida governor is a typical politician who's trying to talk the talk to them, but not being direct. And they're they're not going to put up with that. This is not 2004. It is not 2008. It is not 2012. President Trump came in and, as you and I had the honor of of playing roles, and he changed the world. He changed the world in 2016 in that absolutely history-altering win. And he also changed the Republican uh, Party forever because now MAGA runs and controls the Republican Party. And for somebody like DeSantis coming in, and try, dissent is dissent, whatever, you know, that, that's up to the mainstream media today talking a lot about it, again, prompted by President Trump's truth. Very interesting. Um, the bottom line is he doesn't appear authentic. And Steve, you and I have talked about this time and time and time again. If a, if somebody running for office, whether they're yeah. a lifelong politician, a, 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 a businessman who is an absolute amazing yeah. American history, uh, American uh, success story, if yeah. they have to come across authentic and the Florida governor is not, President Trump is. Okay. Hang on one second. We're, just hold with me through the break. Uh, Boris Epstein is going to join us. A lot more math to go through here in the war room. And also, if the Senate comes back, we're going to try to figure it out. We're going to jump to that. We'll talk about the Senate situation in a second. Back in a moment. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying, gold. Follow their lead. 
text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Stephen K. Bannon here with a warning. When's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? What if the title to your home, the legal document that proves you actually own it, is in some criminal's name? That's home title theft, and it's a total and complete nightmare. Home titles are online now. Once a criminal forges your signature, it's a race against time to stop him before he takes out loans against your home, or worse, sells your home. So when's the last time you checked your home's title? My partners at Home Title Lock demonstrate how criminals get you in minutes. They found the title to my home online and forged my signature, stating I sold my home. Some criminal was now the owner. Home Title Lock helps shut it down. That's what they do better than anyone on this planet. How do you know some criminal hasn't taken over your title to your home? Find out free with a sign-up and get 30 days. Let me repeat that. 30 days of free protection when you use promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Do this today. Take action, action, action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Hey, Boris, uh, thanks for staying uh, through the break. Uh, I want to put back up, if Memphis could do this and go back to that chart, the first uh, chart we had up. I, this And, and I want to make sure the audience, because we haven't had you on, and we really haven't done a lot of polling. We had the Rasmussen guys, but they haven't. <clears throat> uh, Barris has been coming on for some of the Trump polling, but we've really been focused on on issues of the economy. But this ties it all together. <clears throat> what I think is quite interesting. And interestingly enough, it do, I think it dovetails perfectly with what Rasmussen's telling us, and it dovetails what Barris is telling us. 
walk through, particularly for our podcast and radio audience. And that's why I need everybody to go to warroom.org and sign up for the email every morning and, uh, and make sure that you get our newsletter because we put some of the videos up here so you can actually see it. And we put the charts and things like that that you can't get if you're listening to the podcast or listening to the radio. Boris, walk us through this chart one more time. It's quite powerful. No doubt about it, Steve. And this is political morning consult polling on the issues in the Republican primary. Again, this is not Rasmussen, and it's not Trafalgar, and it's not uh, our, our good friend Barris who, who crushes it. This is a left-of-center poll. So on the economy, President Trump is at 71, and the Florida governor is at 19, a delta of 52. Let's put it this way. President Trump is over three times what Ron DeSantis is on the economy. On immigration, 70 to 20, a delta of 50. President Trump at 70, DeSantis at 20. Foreign policy, same thing, 69 to 20. Protecting Medicare and Social Security, President Trump at 60, and the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, at 25. So Hang on, but uh, I want now. Now that I've had a chance to look at it, hang on. Now that I've had a chance to look at it, the ads we play the ads a lot from that pack that uh, talk about DeSantis and the Social Security, which I keep saying is campaigns never answer. The governor DeSantis may have a reasonable answer, but they've gone now. They've now gone for six weeks. That ads had a big impact because it's unanswered. So that right there is covered. Immigration, interestingly enough, that it got to be one of his hot things was sending the, the immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard. So people know that, and the spread there is still extraordinary. As you know, in the Senate, Boris, one of the big uh, issues, that, there's not enough Ukraine money in the, you know, the $7 billion were basically approved. They're saying not enough Ukraine money, so they're going to be fighting that. DeSantis had his shot in Ukraine and, quite frankly, took the war room's position and Tucker Carlson's position and then come unwound uh, 48 hours, 72 is later. And I don't have a problem with the position. I have a problem if you're going to be commander in chief, dude, this thing's got to be so well thought through. You can't be winging it. You can't be like making it up one day. Oh, I think this is what Tucker likes, right? This is what the Warren Posse is going to like. I'll give this answer. And they say, boo. And and you totally unwound it. You're going to be, you're running to be commander in chief. You've got to have that. And so that's another. Right. Yeah, go who ahead. Said who pushed them back? Why did, why did the Florida governor flip-flop so bad on Ukraine. Why, oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to send yeah. all the money in the world. Why did he do it? It's because his globalist rhino backers made him do it. He's just, yeah. he, and, and yeah. this is what we talked about before the break. All, what you have in the Florida governor is very simple. You have a typical conservative inc, you know, circa 2004, yeah. 2006, Republican yeah. politician. He yeah. wears the khakis. He goes That's to great. the country clubs. He does, yeah. it's just, it's very simple. I mean, he looks like Scott Walker. He okay. walks like Scott Walker. He talks like Scott Walker. He's Scott Walker. <laughs> right, right. Hold on. He's Scott Walker. Hang on, as I say. But I was the first one to get that. That's my trademark. Um, but I think he's been a good governor. Well, I've always said that. Just stay as governor. You're not. You can't be governor of America. Just the, you got Trump. Trump's been there. We don't have time to. To we don't have time for auditions. I want to go to something, though, because the DeSantis campaign and the national media say, hey, Boris, I got it's great. And Trump puts out every day, every other day, some national polls got him up by 90 points. National polls are irrelevant in this race because it's state by state. Do you have something that can make your argument that way, sir? Absolutely. On the economy, next slide, please. Beautiful job again, Memphis. This is on the economy in the early states. 
and this is national research polling. Again, this is not, you know, some super pro-Trump outpost out there. South Carolina, President Trump at 60, best to improve the economy. Florida governor at 11, 11. These, all these numbers are going to, you know, the hint, all these numbers are going to be under 20 for the Florida governor. South Carolina on the economy, President Trump 60, the Florida governor Ron DeSantis 11. New Hampshire, President Trump 54, Florida governor 13. In the state of Florida, let me say it again. In the state of Florida, President Trump on the economy 46, the Florida governor Ron DeSantis 18. Iowa, Iowa, where President Trump is today and dominating, and the Florida governor had a pretty embarrassing stint, as always. President Trump at 57, the Florida governor at 15, a delta of 42. Do me a favor, and I need to go go to the top and do this again. This is quite this is quite powerful, and I want people to absorb this. Take it from the top and do that again. No doubt about it. Best to improve the economy in the early states, between head-to-head, not, you know, with 20 Keebler elves, just President Trump versus the Florida governor. President Trump at 60, the Florida governor at 11, a delta of 49. In New Hampshire, on the economy, best to improve the economy, President Trump 54, the Florida governor at 13, a delta of 41. In Ron DeSantis's, DeSantis, DeSantis, whatever you want to call him, in his home state of Florida, President Trump, best to improve the economy, 46. The Florida governor and his home state, 18. Maybe the four, the four buck gas has something to do with it. Again, 46 to 18 on the economy in Florida. President Trump leads by 28 points. And in the beautiful state of Iowa, President Trump at 57. The Florida governor at 1515, a delta of 42. 57 to 15. President Trump leads by 42 on the economy in Iowa. And as we all know, should, 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 you're starting in here and it's, it's May or June now of 2023, the year before we're basically coming up on the anniversary when President Trump came down the escalator. I think it was June 17th, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, that's a holy day in MAGA, I know. Um, Boris, is this show you as a strategist that, that DeSantis should have spent the last year or so defining himself? more, and I'm not faulting him because I quite frankly agree with the Disney situation, what he's doing, but should he have taken time and defined himself more on the issues that people vote on a president, economy, national security, immigrate, the big, the big muscles of American politics. Is this lead you to believe that he, this year or two that he had, he did not come out and, 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 and one of the things he hides himself from the media a lot, but he didn't come out and make a forceful case so that when people think of him, they already have a say, okay, I understand where he is on this. Now he is really in introducing himself, which is kind of late in the ball game, particularly given the field and particularly you're going against a guy who won, has been president, won the second time, has stolen from him and has the overwhelming backing of the MAGA movement. Do you think this, uh, you think this is too late to do this for him? That's the key point that you said there in the end, Steve. And you're right, we're about two weeks from June 16, 2015, the anniversary of President Trump coming down the Golden Escalator. The issue for the Florida governor is not that he should have been doing this for two years, it's that he should have been smart, stayed as governor, and then run in 2028. 
The problem he has is that President Trump is the known quantity. We have serious problems, and we need serious people to solve those problems. Not somebody who says he's going to make Iowa, Florida. That's not what the people of Iowa want to hear. Let's be honest. It, judging on these numbers, it's not what the people of Florida want to hear. They want him to concentrate on Florida because let me tell you, Florida is a mess. I've been, I've been spending a lot of time down there. And the issue is that the Florida governor, for some reason, who knows why? There's a lot of stories of who's pushing him in his inner circle, whatever, whatever it may be. He thinks that what the Republican Party, the MAGA movement wants now is an alternative to the most successful president in modern American history. While our strongest, not, not even strongest sort of all, but it's close, our strongest by a, by a million, by whatever number you pick, by a gradient of decillion argument is that look at how this country was under President Trump and look how it is now under the guy who's falling over in Colorado. That's the argument. And the MAGA movement is smart. The Warren Posse are, is smart. Our voters are smart. They know what works. And what works is a contrast between, as you said, Steve, a known quantity and somebody who people trust and is authentic and the Florida governor who, let's just be honest, hasn't been authentic. And the thing with Disney, people don't even remember what he's fighting about anymore. He's just losing. Sure, the Disney thing would have been interesting if he won, but he hasn't. He's gotten crushed, crushed time and time and time again. And if he's getting crushed by woke Disney, what's China going to do to him? It's just he's the yeah. bottom line is the Florida governor is not yeah. ready for primetime. President Trump is always in NFL Super Bowl form. And that's, and that's where these numbers are coming from. That's why he's up by 50 on got, the economy nationwide yeah. and in the early you've got a, Yeah, you, you've got a couple of let's do the other two charts before you punch out. And, and Dave Walsh is with me, but I'll, I'll bring Dave. I'm going to get to Dave on this China-Russia uh, uh, energy situation, uh, but then I'll bring it back for the German situation. So I'll, I'll give a couple of minutes. Give me your other two charts, because I think people need oh, yeah. to see this. This, this is the, the nationwide polling after last week's disastrous rollout of the Florida governor's campaign. Literally no bump within the margin of error, somewhere, you know, maybe maybe two points up, maybe, maybe it's even. President Trump nationwide at 56, the Florida governor 22, and then you go to, you know, you go to the rest of the Keebler elves. And then the, the next poll, that's morning consult. The next poll is from Big Village. President, this shows, this is all taken, again, after that complete, absolute, horrific dumpster fire of a mess of a rollout. President Trump's lead went up in this poll. He's uh, he's up five from 812 to, he's at 58. The Florida governor's up three. But the net change is plus two for President Trump from two weeks ago. And two-way, President Trump dominating 63 to 37. Again, what this speaks to is that the MAGA movement, the Republican Party, have no question in their mind. They want President Trump back in office as soon as possible. And you know what, Steve? That is the logical answer. Because if you look at where our country is, on the economy, on national security, on the border, on energy, Literally, there's no logical human on earth unless you think there's a thousand genders and, you know, you're you're out there. Your, your brain has just been polluted. Nobody, no logical human being on earth thinks that America is better off now than it was under President Trump. And that's why we need President Trump back in office as soon as humanly possible. Boris, how do people get to you to find out more about the details of this in your morning newsletter? Where do they go? 
Steve, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be with you, honor to be with the posse. My information, the website is hot. It's BorisCP.com. Sign up right now on BorisCP.com. Hot on Twitter at BorisCP. On Getter, hot at BorisCP. Hot on Truth Social at Boris. And the hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless. And I'll talk to you soon. Boris, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Impressive. Really impressive. Um, we're going to obviously be getting into more numbers. Nothing happened on the Senate floor. We'll get you updates on that. 202-224-3121 is the Senate number. Make sure you give them the what for. So the Financial Times of London today, as I said in the, uh, the first show, Washington, Beijing, tensions have upended global order, warns Jamie Dimon. Okay, that was from a recording of a, a, a group he was talking to, a very elite group, and it was recorded unbeknownst to him. Uh, they're talking now about Jamie Dimon running for president. Uh, Brother Walsh, I need you to walk through. There's a changing geopolitical order. This is why, and by the way, you need to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon, get the end of the dollar empire. You must read this. It's all free, three big installments. Dave Walsh, you've been tracking this. Talk to me. There's a changing geopolitical, geostrategic order in energy, and that is going to change the world as we know it. Is it not, sir? Well, yeah, we were reporting a couple months ago the China-Iran uh, meetings in, in China and the initial agreements Xi Jinping had with the head of government in Iran have now uh, borne fruit uh, for them. Uh, last uh, week, they, they inked um, a series of agreements, uh, six MOUs and two contracts, China with Iran, on the energy, logistics, and, and, and military cooperation. The energy one, very interesting. Iran will supply China oil at a 30% discount from supposed uh, global benchmarks, irrelevant for barrel pricing benchmarks, which means below OPEC levels at a 30% discount today, for example, that would be about 50 bucks a barrel, not 70, 74, typically in the mid forties. So just uh, everyone should be aware the OPEC, OPEC is an illegal consortium, an illegal cartel to keep prices high. It's an anti-monopolistic thing. And by the way, members of illegal cartels don't impose the same restrictions on one another. So when you step in and form your own agreement with them, you get a better price not the U.S., not Western Europe. China has accomplished that in three key agreements. Russia, a week before, committed to a whole host of agreements with Iran and, uh, and, and Iraq on May 18th. Uh, extensive cooperation agreements on oil extraction, on military cooperation, on oil enhancement, uh, recovery enhancement processes and steps to firm the, the dependence of, uh, of, of those countries on the Russian Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, China, Petro bloc. By the way, back to China. China's uh, procurement of oil and gas from Iraq and Iran will, all, will be in yuan, but also in yuan convertible. It has to be spent in China or using Angolan, Zambian, or Kenyan currency in exchange for that oil. So those are countries in, in tremendous debt to China. So the, the need for uh, support for those currencies is very high to enable their payment of uh, meeting debt service to China. So China's allowed that to trade in, in those currencies in exchange for oil as well, in the case of Iran and Iraq. So this, this, uh, we, have, we have the East and China, Russia, the kingdom, Iraq, Iran, tightening device on energy that matters, energy with the density to matter for industrial development, for military security, for the growth of their economy. While we're, we're over here last night, again, four to one, all due respect to the polls, party leadership, four to one in favor of continuance 
of the Biden IRA, which is entirely a green environmental program. So that's that's where our, our political leadership is all in this party, all due respect and false. A dichotomy that we've never seen politically in 50 years. This is an untold story. The dichotomy of the way the people think vis-a-vis the polls we saw and what and what the party is doing. It, it, unbelievable. This is what what's unbelievable is that in this agreement, uh, the deal, the debt deal, they also they they had some stuff for for for, for permitting. I got it. That's that's good. It's always good in some of these tax things. But the basic core philosophy in back of the Green New Deal and net zero carbon is essentially codified and baked in. Am I wrong in that? But they basically, they codify that and use that as a new baseline. Is Am I wrong in that, uh, Dave Walsh? Yeah, I mean, you would think we would be in, in the desperate straits we're in economically, the uh, the currency and interest rates being hiked to, to just, to, you know, throttle inflation, you would think we'd look at, like a family does, look at, okay, the discretionary items in a budget. And I'm telling you, discretionary, certainly hydrogen conversion, EV adoption incentives, wind and solar incentives, massively discretionary that are being hiked by this administration. While we're, you know, we would otherwise be threatening Social Security payments, welfare payments, the payments to, to veterans for, for the VA benefits, the military itself, those are, of course, interest payments on our debt. Those, those I would call uh, payments that one must, must keep the promise on. These things are all discretionary. In, the United States emits 8% of the world's CO2. China emits more CO2 if it matters, and it doesn't look like it matters at all, uh, than, than all of the OECD countries, including the U.S. combined, we, we furnish 8% of it, uh, emit 8% of it, bad word. Um, it, th- th- these steps are, are, are meaningless. They're meaningless. And, and we're talking about technology in terms of carbon capture and hydrogen conversion that are massively expensive, yeah. have been tested and don't work. But yeah, now they're baked in as givens. They're baked in as givens in this, in this budget the, process. The, it's, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Let me go to one thing before I lose. you got a couple of minutes, and I'll figure out how to get you back on tomorrow or Saturday because – the geostrategic logic of the consolidation of the Eurasian landmass with, as I've said for years, Russia, you know, Russia, Persia, and China, you know, these three ancient civilizations, the underpinning of that is not just one belt, one road, this logistics system, we only got to have about a minute, but it's the energy cooperation, is it not, sir? They, they are combining into one energy mega superpower. No, they, they are looking, China, with a huge need to continue its economic growth engine, needs 17 to 18 mil, million barrels a day of oil. They only produce about 4 million themselves internally, need Iraq, Iran, the number two and three uh, producers in the Middle East, and of course the kingdom, to be aligned with them and Russia, who are as nearly as large as the kingdom in oil production, to, to basically cement their oil and gas supply for the next 25 to 30 years to grow their economy. While they'll host Macron in business trips to Beijing to try to promote French business investment by the Chinese and talk about how, oh, yeah, we're cooperating on carbon in Africa, reducing carbon, blah, blah, blah. No, look at what they're doing. The economy is completely committed to growing its oil and gas supply base to to be as dominant as it possibly can. And our our elites ignore this. Fact, what you're actually doing, Dave? Real quickly, what's your what's your social media? We're gonna Come get on, you Dave, back on. What's your social media? Getter and True Social. Thank you, Steve.
Dave Walsh had a massive impact in Germany. We're, we're going to get you back on talk about the other great industrial power, Germany, and the change. Alternative for Deutschland on a roll, polling at 26%. Because of coming up with an alternative energy plan. Back here live tomorrow morning. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get the end of the dollar empire. If things happen tonight, we're going to go. Grace and Mo are going to get us up on Getter Live. So be looking out for that. Until then, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. When you will be in the war room. For war room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now it's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies just visit jacemedical.com that's jace j-a-s-e jacemedical.com take a few minutes and fill out the form your information will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost you'll be glad you have the jace case Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.